Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and or girls. This is Greg Romero Wilson broadcasting live from the gorgeous Best Western Plus off Airway and I-10 in El Paso, Texas. Um, I'm actually happy to be back here. I actually love the Best Western uh, Plus uh, here at Airway and I-10 in El Paso, Texas. And I'll tell you why. Because they bring me out here. I've been coming back here to do shows ever since I graduated high school, ever since I started doing comedy. They've always been uh, so great to be here. And obviously, since uh, Jennifer Yarrow, hello, welcome to my little podcast. Uh, and, you know, I, El Paso has been a big part of my life. And when the shooting happened uh, earlier this year, I just I felt like I really wanted to do something. And so I'm, I'm happy to have this opportunity and do a full weekend of benefit shows here in El Paso. I'm donating 100% of my show pay to the El Paso Shooting Victims Fund. And so far, it's been a magnificent weekend. Uh, and, and it's been great shows. And everyone's been so supportive. It's really been magnificent. But tomorrow is Sunday. And tomorrow is fantasy football harsh reality we got a lot going on uh, John Gardner, how are you? Victor Esparza, how are you? Uh, and let's just roll through the game. Scott Berman, how are you doing, brother? Um, Scott Berman, uh, earlier this week, he, uh, uh, he and I got into a little trade tussle. We got into a little tussle over a trade uh, that he was making that I disagree. Anyways, but we wound up working it out. He got what he wanted. Everybody was happy. So, and we were able to, to find a way to get along. And really, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's really, and this thing, like, that's the reason I created my friend, friends and family league, because I realized this is, fantasy football isn't just a great way to engage with, with football. It's a great way to engage with your friends and your relatives, especially for men, because we're not that communicative. We don't tend to just call each other up and be like, hey, man, so how you feeling? How's it going? I mean, I try to be, I try and do a little bit more of that, but it's hard to do. And going coming out of last week, here's the thing. Coming out of last week, I'm three and two in two of my leagues and two and three in one of them. And the one that I'm two and three in, I thought would be a three and two league. And then my comedians league that I'm three and two in, I thought for sure I'd be two and three in that one. Now going into this week, uh, one of my three and two teams, the one in my league of record uh, with you, Scott Berman, that one uh, I'm going down. Uh, and I said it from the beginning. Sometimes you know when you're heading into the teeth of, of uh, of the lion and the, the jaws of the lion, and that's what, what was happening for me this weekend because I'm going up against uh, the butcher Anthony, uh, who has I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, he just has uh, better matchups, and I'm without some of my uh, better players, and so that's I mean, so I, I expected too much uh, out of that game. Just to tell you, I mean, I had Tom Brady who did great on Thursday night, but I said it, I even put it on my Twitter, I said the uh, yeah, it's a very tough matchup, Scott. I, I said that the New England defense is going to score more fantasy points against the Giants than Tom Brady. Now, I was hoping to be wrong because you know how the Giants could be a little slippery. You know, much like Miami, they could be a little slippery for uh, the New England Patriots. And so I was kind of hoping maybe there'd be some of that Super Bowl magic, you know, and, they, and you have to admit, for the first few minutes of that New England uh, Giants game, it looked like the Giants were going to be giving them a problem, but then the defense took over. and the, but, but Brady didn't have a great game they gave Brady problems I think he threw two picks and and had uh or he threw a pick and had two fumbles and he lost one of the fumbles it was it was not but luckily he threw he dove he didn't throw any touchdown passes but he ran for two passes and that ultimately is what saved the night you know for those of us that have Tom Brady but of course 
Uh, I, yeah, I know. The New England defense went off in my league of record. Uh, the New England defense put up 38 points in my league. So we may be, we may be a little overvaluing the defense on, in that league. They, and then by the same token, in my friends and, in my friends and family league, uh, I, I, I've completely underscored the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the defenses and like the max score is like nine. Like I, I don't know what I did with the scoring in that, but I completely fucked it up. Maxwell Soloway, welcome to the show. Yes, if you have lineup questions, let's start hitting those lineup questions. Let's ke- attack this as a group, as friends here on Facebook, g- going over matchup questions. I mean, for me, it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, I lost Mel- I lost uh, du- uh, Gurley. I lost Todd Gurley, which, I mean, it wasn't a great matchup anyway. And Malcolm Brown was uh, the uh, Scott Berman when sneaky, when grabbed off the wire. But I wasn't going to pick him up anyway because I don't have anywhere to put him on my roster. And it's a terrible matchup. Um, they're up against San Francisco, which all I was really counting on with San Francisco, the only thing that I was counting on was the, that uh, that Todd Gurley would get goal line stands. I was really hoping for that one. But I really don't think um, – uh, that otherwise, I don't think Malcolm Brown's going to have a great game. I'd rather just go with another wide receiver. Luckily, I have uh, Col- uh, uh, rather uh, DJ Moore with Carolina, who's got a pretty good matchup against Tampa Bay. So I went with that. I think that's definitely my smarter play. Yo, Marco Bassani, welcome. We got a question. Wait, Scott Berman, uh, would you start Coleman or Malcolm Brown? Um, you know, to be honest, I think Coleman. Well, Malcolm Brown's going to be the dedicated runner. I don't think he's not going to lose that many touches, but he, I mean, he's going up against the San Francisco defense. That's number one right now against the run. So that one's kind of tough. But with Coleman, he's going to have limited touches because he's definitely going to lose some to Breda. Who knows who else they decide to work into the mix. So for me, I would say between those two, go ahead and play Malcolm Brown. I think you'd, I think that's a safe bet. Yo, uh, should I play Eckler as my flex this weekend or carry on Johnson? Ooh. Let's take a look at the matchup. Uh, Detroit is up against um, uh, Green Bay. Ooh, that's bad. That's real bad. The Green Bay defense has proven to be a very, very good defense, especially against the run. Uh, they shut down Zeke Elliott last week. So for me, and because of the fact that Eckler is definitely still getting those 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 PPR points, he's catching those balls. For me, I'm I would go Eckler in that one. I would go Eckler, especially since I think they have, the Chargers have a very good matchup against a Pittsburgh team that's playing their third fucking quarterback. I think they're going to have the ball a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities. I like Eckler and Melvin Gordon in this one. More Eckler still because I think they're still working uh, Melvin Gordon back in. So for me, in that one, for me, maybe not for you, but for me, I'm going to say Austin Eckler. David Johnson's back. Trustworthy this week. Well, I mean, so far, I think it is. I think David Johnson, if he plays, you have to play him. And I think you have to play him. Scott Berman seems to think it's going to be carry on. I totally disagree with that. Um, Just because the Green Bay defense, I think, is a much better defense. Uh, Now... Back to where we, uh, David Johnson's back. Listen, if he plays, you got to play him. It's as simple as that. I mean, it isn't obviously as bad as uh, Todd Gurley's quad contusion. Uh, and, and he's also apparently dealing with, you know, his home, you know, the wildfires that they're dealing with out in Los Angeles right now. I'm not there, but apparently, you know, it's, a, it's, it's gobbling up very close to the city. And, and, and Gurley's one of three players currently dealing with the fire situation. So if you ask me whether he was borderline or not, I think that was kind of one of the factors that played into them already ruling him out for the game. 
Coleman or Eckler. Uh, on this one, I'm going to go Eckler again. I think there's still a lot of opportunity for him. I like the matchup. I think they're going to have the ball a lot, uh, again, because they're going up against Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is playing that, that third-string um, uh, quarterback. I, I think that uh, it, the Chargers' defense is going to do really well, and I think ultimately uh, the Chargers are going to have lots of opportunity with the ball. Uh, let's see. Cowboys had to go uh, to passing due to playing from behind. That's exactly that is true, Steven. That's exactly right. Um, they they did, but at the same time, you know, they, they, if they would stick to the running game, that's always been their formula: controlling the clock. If you looked at the way the Colts beat the 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 Chiefs, that's exactly how the Cowboys should have played that game against Green Bay. Just kept feeding Zeke, eating up the clock, and controlling the ball. So uh, they they didn't use Zeke enough from the very beginning. I think they've been uh, underusing him the entire season. Uh, so that's uh, you know, so I think the blueprint for the way the Cowboys use to play last year and the year before was watching that Colts team control the ball with Marlon Mack running the ball and beating those Kansas City Chiefs. And I think that was really what we should have been doing. Uh, thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Exactly. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens this week. And here's the other thing, by the way. Okay, next question. Uh, Fuller or Aguilar? Here's the problem. Okay. Fuller, he's one of those guys, I mean, he has those big weeks, and then he has nothing. And you don't know which one you're going to get. So while it seems, I can see why this is a good question, because on the on the surface it seems like it should be Will Fuller, like, by far, but because of the fact that he's boom or bust, it, it, but versus Aguilar, I'm going Fuller all day. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Who? Whoops, come on back. Um, but it depends on the matchup. It always depends on the matchup. Where did that go? There we go. All right. That decided to reload. Now, moving on. Um, let's say Tampa Bay, Carolina. The interesting thing about this game, you remember Tampa Bay is the one team that has managed to stop Christian McCaffrey. He's the, they're the one team that has been, that stifled them really fucking good. Tampa Bay does one thing decently on defense and that stopped the run. So, but you still, you're going to play CMC. You're definitely not going to take him out. That's definitely going to happen. You have to play him. Now for Tampa, you know, and consequently, I mean, because they play the, the run well, their, their, their pass uh, stopping abilities are pretty fucking bad. And because of that, that's why I like the passing game in this one for Carolina. And, that, of course, CMC figures into that. But that's why I like DJ Moore and possibly Curtis Samuel and Greg Olson. Oh, my God. Scott, did you see how much... Uh, entourage paid. We're in a fob league where you can bid uh, for, for people on the waiver wire. And Greg Olson was like the top uh, tight end on the waiver wire this week. And we had $200 for the season. He spent $45 on Greg Olson. I know. I was like, I, you know what I bid? I was like six bucks. Cause I don't expect him. I don't He's been so up and down that, I mean, you could just as well. You, I'm, and the, for me, the week is lost anyway. So I'm not going to go wasting all my fob money trying to get Greg Olson. And I have to create a roster spot for him. That was the other thing. I needed a roster spot for a tight end. I had no room for Malcolm Brown. That shit was not going to happen. You've been 15. Yeah. I was like, I'm not wasting my money on this. Cause it's already a lost weekend for me. I mean, literally, it would take a miracle for me to win this one, I think, this week. I just have such bad matchups, and without some of my big players, and without ODB doing what he's supposed to be doing, it just really didn't, it didn't, it didn't look like it was going to be anything worth spending a bunch of money on, because otherwise I have Darren Waller, and I have Evan Ingram. So I don't need him, and I'm not going to blow a bunch of money on him. 
All right. Uh, Philadelphia and Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Definitely don't play Aguilar because Minnesota has got an incredible defense, although Aguilar would be the guy because Xavier Rhodes is obviously going to be all over Jeffrey. So Aguilar might be a little bit more open, but either way, Minnesota's great against the pass. I would not play Aguilar. I would absolutely play Will Fuller. Um, Now, because of this, this is interesting because the Philadelphia defense decided to show up last week, and we, we don't really know... <laughs> that's right, Adrod. He did spend two hundred dollars on Quincy and Nuno last week, and that's why I'm like, listen, did this guy not learn his last year? Rather, I, I did he not learn his fucking lesson. He's like, no, I'm getting forty five dollars. He spent four. If he loses this week, I am going to laugh my fucking ass off. If Jason Witten, who's who I picked up and put in, if Jason Witten scores more points than than uh, than him, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just die laughing. That'll be so. That Greg Olson, it'll be fantastic. Now, Minnesota, that, that's the thing. Okay, obviously, Philadelphia is going to focus on shutting down Dalvin Cook, although I don't think they're going to be able to do it. I think Dalvin Cook is still a great play here. Um, uh, and in fact, I mean, and obviously now they've started throwing the ball. So, uh, I mean, you, you know, I don't expect Diggs to be getting a lot of attention. I think they are going to focus on getting the, you have to start Thielen in this one because they are focused on getting him the ball because Diggs has started all this. I want to trade conversation. I don't think he's going to be a priority. And if anything, I think it's going to push things more to Thielen's hands. I think Thielen is a very safe start. And I think Diggs is a very unsafe start in this one. Uh, on the Philadelphia side of the ball. I mean, I don't like Alshon Jeffrey but I'm playing him. I'm playing him because, you know, he's still a true wide receiver one, and my other guys are wide receiver twos. And But ultimately, I wouldn't expect anything out of Jeffrey this week because Xavier Rhodes is a lockdown corner. You really want to play uh, Curtis Samuel, but you also have Galladay. Not sure what to do. Well, obviously, the upside is on Galladay in the Detroit game. Um, let me see. Derp. So, oh, versus Green Bay, which is, again, yeah, I talked about that earlier. The Green Bay defense is very, very good. Um, and Curtis, you know, the other thing about this 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 uh, Tampa Bay-Carolina game is they're playing in London. And London games are just weird. They're, I mean, look look what the Raiders did to the Chicago defense. But the Raiders are smart. They'd been there. They knew the jet lag was real. So they were there for a whole week. I'm not, I don't think the Chicago came in that early. So whatever it was, it made. It made a big difference. He see, uh, Scott Berman seems to think it's Galladay by far. I'm inclined to go with that too. Only, but my only reservation is going up against Green Bay. But at the same time, yes, I, I mean he just has more upside than Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel's a dart throw. Galladay is, is a pretty educated uh, guess. So I would, I would, I would have to agree with you, Scott. I think I don't know if it's yeah, it is Galladay by far. Actually, in this one, I think it probably is. Um, Moving on, let's go back. Let's quickly look at the Washington-Miami game, which, you know, they're saying you can play both defenses because both offenses are so bad, and I tend to believe that. Unfortunately, I mean, I didn't want to go with Washington's defense, but I did in two leagues because I just needed somebody that could score some points, and so I took a a dice roll on the Washington defense because the Washington defense actually hasn't looked that bad. It's been their offense. So, and Miami's offense has also looked pretty bad. So, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. They're saying play Kenyon Drake. Listen. Why not? If, you, if you're in a position where you have to play Ken, Kenyon Drake, go ahead and play Kenyon Drake. Because you're probably not doing that great anyway. 
It means you've lost some guys. You probably had Saquon Barkley or something. Like, I'm playing Adrian Peterson in this one. I'm playing Adrian Peterson. Now, here's the thing about Adrian. If you remember, when they played the Cowboys, I said, Adrian, they're going to lose by 10 points, but Adrian Peterson will have 100 yards and a touchdown. He, they lost by 10 points. He had 65 yards and a touchdown. And I have not liked Adrian Peterson since, but I like him in this one. I'd like Adrian Peterson to actually finally put up some points and have a pretty decent game against a very terrible Miami defense. Uh, let me see. Washington Miami equals playing for the number one pick. Exactly. That's exactly right. And you're going to see one of those games where you're like, who wants to lose more? And so it may wind up turning into a, a really good fantasy day on the offensive side of the ball as they each try and let the other guys score. <laughs> They said the Washington versus Miami game is getting uh, flexed to Cartoon Network because <laughs> they're a bunch of clowns. Um, what's up, John Mesh? How you feeling, brother? Welcome to the show. What are your lineup questions? What are we doing? Jonathan Mesh, of course, started Evan Ingram. He was very mad at the ESPN app because he said that they didn't mark him as being out. But I did look on his thing, and they did have his thing updated until uh, – well. Uh, updated from the day before. He was marked out the day before. So there was a full 24-hour window where it did, in fact, say that he was out. So you were just, you know, too busy getting high, man. You thought you were coasted. You're coasting because your teams are doing great, so you're fucking coasting. You're not paying attention. Uh, the Tua Bowl. You know, everyone's saying that about Tua, but this kid, if this kid Lawrence comes out from Clemson, that he's going to throw a wrench into all those plans because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want their teams to pick up that Clemson kid Lawrence. Start Minshew or Rodgers? Ooh. Minshew is up against New Orleans, which is also a surprisingly good defense, as the Dallas Cowboys learned in week three, week four. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has versus Detroit. I'm going Aaron Rodgers. He seems to have come alive. Uh, Detroit defense is very bad. And, you know, Minshew, even though his – you see, everyone keeps talking about his, his – um, Passer rating. His passer rating is fantastic, but his numbers are just okay. And considering he's going into Green Bay to play against a very good Green Bay defense, for me, I would probably go with Aaron Rodgers just because Aaron Rodgers seems to have kind of woken up. So, um, Minnesota. What's going on in Minnesota? We did talk about the Minnesota game already versus Philadelphia. Uh, let's keep going. Um, Houston and Kansas City. Listen, man, this is the, you know, and this is one of those ones that everyone's expecting to be a real points bonanza. And it might be. I don't know. Maybe it will be. Um, maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe. But it, don't be surprised if, if much like the Colts game, it turns out to be a more defensive game than you expect. Evan Golden, welcome to the show. Talking fantasy football. Again, guys, put in your lineup questions. Uh, but yeah, for me, I would go Rodgers over Minshew. This week, I just would. I think that Minshew's a little bit of a hype train. Kansas City versus uh, Houston, obviously. I, I think this is a pretty good game for um, for the running back there in Houston. What's his name? Clyde, 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 whatever the fuck. Play him. Kansas City. Listen, Damian Williams came back, but he didn't look that great last week. He didn't look so hot. I don't, I don't know if Damian Williams, but at the same time, he completely dominated the snaps. Like It was like Shady McCoy didn't even exist. I was honestly surprised at how hardcore they went in on Damian Williams' return. And uh, we'll see if it remains that way. But if we go by what we saw last week, I don't think Shady McCoy is anywhere near playable this week because they seem to be fully back committed to Damian Williams. 
And listen, guys, you know, here's the thing. I'm calling it right now. Okay, this is the DeAndre Hopkins breakout week. I know Scott Berman, your dick just got hard, but I really think because there's been so much talk in the press about how DeAndre Hopkins isn't getting the ball, and anytime it becomes loud like that, there tends to be an answer. Like the team hears it, the team hears it, the players hear it, and DeAndre Hopkins is one of those guys that doesn't say anything about it. He just keeps going to work and doing his job, and I honestly believe. This Sunday is the big DeAndre Hopkins breakout game. Yes, Scott Berman, that's uh, yeah, I know your dick just got hard, but and that is what I think is honestly going to happen. It's so funny. Scott Berman's here, and Evan Golden's here, and Evan Golden works for the Berman and Berman Law Firm. Um, but I, you know, I mean, uh, I, you know, here's the other thing. I, I wouldn't play either of the defenses, even though Houston defense has been getting them sacks. You know, I mean, maybe this is a good de- de- weekend to play the Houston, Houston defense because, you know, with that gimpy ankle, I don't know how much of that rut scrambling around that Kansas City that Mahomes is going to be able to do. So with that being said, maybe Houston might, they might actually have a sneaky good defensive day. Would you play Drake or Peterson in the toilet bowl? Um, honestly, I'd play Drake just because he's younger and he he's, he's, he runs better than Peterson. Uh, I would I, I'd probably go with Drake in that one because when Drake gets loose, he's phenomenal. So I just think that he just has nothing else to work with over there. But ultimately, I think I think Drake might have a better. Would probably have a. I personally personally I would play Drake over Peterson because just because Peterson's so fucking old. But you know, it's a coin toss. Trying to, trying to, I love it. It's like two in the afternoon and I'm like, I got to wake up. I got to do my podcast. Oh man. Let's keep going. New Orleans versus Jacksonville. This is a play them all game. The Jacksonville, the New Orleans defense has actually proven to be better than the Jacksonville defense. The Jacksonville defense is just, is, is just a sieve. I thought they were going to be an elite comeback defense now that they had foals and, and even now with Gardner Minshew, but they just, the defense, even with those corners, they just aren't really seeming to, to, to really be locked down the way they used to be. The whole defense. I, I think, I think you, I think, I think, um, uh, Alvin Kamara has a huge day and I like my boy Leonard Fournette to come out and have a really nice day in this one. Obviously, you got to play Michael Thomas on the Jacksonville side. I mean, DJ Chark, baby. I got him in one of my leagues. I mean, what it is. And if you think about it, think about this. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is going to play. Uh, he is going to play, which does make them better. But again, how well is he going to play? You know, is he actually injured? Is he unmotivated? Or is he going to come back and actually... Um, or is he going to actually come back and play hard and play to win? That's the question. And maybe this Gardner Minshew mania has caught him, has actually affected him now. And he's like, you know what? Maybe I should just play for this team. And if that's the case, then they might be back to being a very good team. But either way, you're still going to play Michael Thomas. You're still not going to play him. Uh, Kamara is injured. Is Kamara injured? I don't, I, I, I haven't seen that. Let's take a look and see if Kamara is injured. Because I had not heard that. Now, I have been traveling and I'm putting together my workshops. So I've had a lot going on this week. But let's take a look at this, shall we? Let's see just how well, his list is questionable, which is not uncommon for running backs who run a lot to be listed as questionable almost every single week. And they're listed as questionable simply because, you know, they get banged up. They get hit so much. And Thank you very much. 
And so <laughs> I had asked for more towels, and she decided to come right now. <laughs> Um, now, is there any point in holding Antonio Brown on roster at this point? I dropped him. I had picked him up when I thought he was going to get picked up by another team. Then I dropped him again because it looked like the NFL is kind of done with this guy, at least for this season. And now today he releases a statement saying, you know what? I want to come back and play for the NFL. And it's like, it's like someone, it's almost like. Someone dumps you, and then you decide to give them another chance. And they're like, uh, we dumped you, motherfucker. We're not, we don't need you. And so with this, so I wouldn't, uh, I, that's the thing. With all these off-field problems, I mean, I wouldn't hold on to him, but I would keep my ear to the ground because any rumblings of him actually getting reinstated into the league and coming back, I mean, you want to grab him as soon as possible. But, I mean, considering it, it's, huff, it's tough to, to, to keep an entire roster spot for a guy that's created this much negative energy and is staring down with such tremendous probability that he just doesn't play again the rest of this season. I think the NFL is definitely, definitely putting him on the bench for the entire season. Let him think, you know, it's kind of a timeout. They basically put him in timeout and they're like, you know what, you need to sit over there and just think about what it's like to live without football because football can certainly live without you. And I think that's the other thing. I think he was really expecting people, you know, to be like, oh man, somebody's got to bring him back. I'm special. They have to have me. Somebody has has to have me. Turns out nobody has to have him. I mean, football just moved on. We just they just keep playing football. They don't need you at all. Let's look at this. Uh, he's questionable with an ankle, and that's it. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, listen. There's not enough here to think that Kamara is not going to play. That he's going to be too injured to play. Um, and I also rostered a Jai in a few leagues. I thought that might be worth holding on to. But again, you know, I mean, Green Bay needs a running back. They didn't call him. Nobody seems to be calling him. So I actually had to let him go to to cover up for my bye week guys to have some coverage there. So in the end, even though I did like holding a Jai in a roster spot, I ultimately had to let him go. Carson Wentz or Matt Stafford? Ooh, wow, that's just awful. Uh, I mean, Carson Wentz has a very tough matchup in Minnesota, and Stafford, I just don't like Stafford. He's, he's, you know what's so funny is that him and that Kershaw guy, you know, they're both buddies from the Dallas area. They went to high school together at Lake Highlands, and they're two, they're like, they're like best friends, and they both seem to choke. Like, they both have huge potential, and they're both like superstars, and yet they can't get it done when it counts. I hate Matt Stafford, uh, particularly in this matchup against Green Bay. I, uh, it, it, these are both tough matchups, but personally, I'd probably go with Carson Wentz. That's me. You go with what you think, but I think I'm going with Carson Wentz in that one. I really, I don't like this Green Bay defense. I think is gonna. I think they're very, 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 very good. So. Uh, and Minnesota's defense is very good, too, so it's a coin toss. Matt Stafford, you could make the argument that Matt Stafford has better uh, receivers, you know, that he has better options to throw to in the face of that Green Bay defense. It's on Monday night, so maybe, I mean, everybody plays, plays their best on Monday night, so maybe I just talked myself into Matt Stafford. Mm, it's tough. I'm going to say go with your gut. I think that one's a coin flip. I think it's a coin flip. Go with either one. Neither one has a tremendous matchup. Um, Scott Bourbon, what do you think? What do you think, Carson Wentz or Matt Stafford? Chime in on that one. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Seattle at Cleveland. Okay. 
Uh, I, every Baker Mayfield is drop. They're dropping. They are, you're going with Stafford too. Yeah, it could be Stafford. He just has better weapons, so it could be Stafford in that one. Um, now. Baker, he's being dropped by everybody. But if it's one thing I know about marquee players, I don't believe in dropping marquee players. I really don't. Because too many times I've been the person that dropped a marquee player only to see somebody else pick him up and then have him like come to life at the end of the season and end up you know, having a great... And I'm like, what the fuck? You were a piece of shit when I had you. Now you go over there and you're fucking amazing. So I talk about a roster spot. I am holding. I am holding roster spots for uh, Mr. Mr. Baker in the event that he finally turns this around. Of course, it's on teams that I don't really need him. So it's fine. But Baker Mayfield. Uh, listen, this is a bad matchup for them, but they're at home. So that helps, you know, the, but and hopefully they'll get back on track. But it's tough to see them getting back on track against a decent, a very decent Seattle defense. And, of course, Seattle offense. I mean, the Cleveland defense, they seem to be playing down to the offense's level yet again. And so I see Seattle offense. And I got to tell you, I was wrong about Tyler Lockett. I didn't think he was going to be true wide receiver one. But this kid is really balled out. I got to tell you, I now believe in him more than I ever believed in Doug Baldwin. Um, And I think that was my problem because I never really believed in Doug Baldwin that much. And so if Lockett was number two to him, I just didn't see Lockett as necessarily being the big time, you know, guy that he's actually proven himself to be. And a lot of it, the credit does have to go to Russell Wilson. I mean, that guy, wow, what a talent with that ball. The way the touch, the touch, the way he could do like line drives, loopers, fucking what? I mean, any the guy's a fucking beautiful. It's beautiful to watch him play. I feel very lucky to get to watch Russell Wilson play. We're all going to look back on it. It's a very special time. Jonathan Gregory, welcome to the show. Captain Trades, the trade meister himself, is here to talk trades. I'm sure you... Who'd you give away this week? You know, I was talking to one guy, Max Soloway, who was telling me that he got someone in his league to give him... It was a really good wide receiver for Randall Cobb. And I was like, oh, that person's just stupid. And it was someone in his work league. So it's clearly somebody that doesn't really care, doesn't really follow fantasy football, couldn't care less. So... Um, but for Cleveland, for Cleveland's sake, I think I, oh, you traded for Russell Wilson this week. That's a good trade, man. Get, get as many shares of Russell Wilson as you can. Also, there's a great, and oh, here's the thing about the Dallas game. Let's talk about the Dallas game because everyone's expecting this to be the get right game for the Cowboys because they're playing the Jets, but we're not playing the Jets that everybody else got to romp through. Sam Darnold is coming back and this is going to be our first real chance to see, you know, what this team could be, you know, post his, you know, getting sick after week one. They had one lousy week. So, I mean, listen, if you want to make a trade for for Le'Veon Bell, do it now because we're going to see the team that they actually are this week. You traded Melvin Gordon for Gurley, uh, and now Gurley's out with an injured, uh, you know, thigh. I told you not to make that trade. I was against that trade. I think, still think that's a bad trade. You just get trade crazy. Let's see here, Cincinnati at Baltimore. Listen, I would. I, people, I saw someone listing um, Tyler Boyd as one of the top five starts of the week. What versus the Ravens? 
in Baltimore, I disagree with this wholeheartedly. I think it's a very bad day for Cincinnati. I love the Baltimore defense in this one. If anybody gets on track, I think it's the Baltimore defense gets on. They have a get right game against Cincinnati. I don't like their running game. I don't like Joe Mixon in this one. I don't like Tyler Boyd. I don't like. I don't think John Ross is playing. Uh, I, I, across the board, I think it's bad. On the Baltimore side, I think if Mark Ingram is going to ball out, I mean everybody has their best running day against Cincinnati and. And I think that's absolutely true for Mark for Mark Ingram as well. I think he was one of those guys I wanted him in every league and I never got him. Ugh, I hate that I don't have him. I should try and make a trade for him or something. Get rid of somebody and bring him in. I love this guy. Um also, I think, again, I think it's a great game for everybody. Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, uh um, uh, the wide receivers, everybody. I just play your Baltimore players. They're going to have a really nice day. Uh, San Francisco at L.A. This is another game that, much like the KC-Houston game, and I think even more so for this game, could be a more defensive game than people think. San Francisco has a very tough defense, and I think the L.A. defense is looking to get back on track. They're playing here in Los Angeles. Um Okay, if Mixon does even close to what Chubb did against Baltimore, then he will have a great game. Yeah, but uh, has Mixon does done anything close to what Chubb has done so far this season? Because the answer is no. So Chubb absolutely had a better game, and the, Joe Mixon is not going to have that game. No. Um, Again, San Francisco, L.A., don't be surprised if it's a more defensive game than you think. But to be honest, I think San Francisco's defense might be better than L.A.'s defense this season. So... That being the case, I mean, I, I think, you know, Todd Gurley's out. I think Malcolm Brown is not going to have a very good game. Uh, I th- obviously, I think Cooper Cup is, is still going to have a great game. It Woods, Cooks, it's a toss-up. You never know which one or two of those. Cup seems to be the only one with any real, uh, uh, you know, consistency. But at the same time, I don't know that, you know, Jared Goff has not looked that great this week. I just, I don't like the L.A. side of the ball. The, San, the defense is really going to have to show up to give him a chance. I, you know, Matt Breda has been running like a fucking video game. He looked fucking amazing. Uh, but yet now there's Tevin Coleman, you know, and so they're, they're, you, who knows what the split is going to be between Tevin Coleman and uh, and Breda and 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 even uh, Mostert. They've been throwing in Mostert in there, too. Craig Robinson is watching, ladies and gentlemen. Craig Robinson, my buddy. Uh, Chicago is off this week, so we uh, no Chicago game to talk about. But I really I keep waiting for David Montgomery to go crazy. I keep waiting for her to come out and do that pinball running style. We've, we've been waiting to see. And they get Trubitsky back when they come back. Trubitsky's going to be back, I think. And so it, look, it could be pretty amazing stuff coming up next weekend. But no Chicago game this week. Uh, so San Francisco and L.A. I like San Francisco to actually win this game. But again, I don't think it's going to be that high-flying of a game. I think it's going to be more defensive than people think. Atlanta at Arizona. Is it possible for there to be a get-right game for two teams at the same time? Can two teams both get right at the same time? Because I think that's what this is. Benjamin Duncan, welcome to the show. What about the Rams tight end Everett as a streamer? Absolutely. Play Everett because he's he's turned out to be the outlet guy in that Rams offense. And if the San Francisco defense is coming at him like that, it could be actually a really good day for Gerald Everett. I would say play Gerald Everett. 
Atlanta versus Arizona, you know, everyone's talking about this being a very good game. I mean, both quarterbacks, the defenses stink, so you can count on both quarterbacks to have a great day. I'm playing Kyler Murray in my friends and family league, and so I think Kyler Murray and Matt Ryan are both going to have great days. I think David Johnson has a big day. Expect Devontae Freeman to finally earn his fucking money in this one. Julio Jones should go off. Julio Jones should have that kind of day that you drafted him to have in this one. Uh, And Larry Fitzgerald, I Listen, Kyler Murray needs to stop thinking that he has to wait till the fucking fourth quarter to throw the ball to fucking Larry Fitzgerald, man. Just let it rip. The guy's open all day. He's so huge. Oh, a kicker question. You know, can I tell you something? I, kickers are so funny to me. I love having a good kicker because a good kicker can absolutely kick some ass but the fact of the matter is you know their usage is so game dependent and and, and you'd never know who's going to actually have the opportunities okay Robbie Gold or Bryant from the Falcons now the Falcons they're playing outdoors in Arizona so that'll be some nice weather Robbie Gold San Francisco they're um, playing against the Rams so they're going to be here so that's also good I'm going to say uh, in this one, I'm going to say San Francisco, Robbie Gold. But I, don't, I think they're both good, and I think they both should do very, very well. Would you start Carly, Kyler Murray over Rivers this week? Um, whew, that's tough. I think you, they're both going to do pretty good. I mean, Rivers, they're going, again, I think they're going to have the ball a lot because of the fact that, you know, Pittsburgh has that, that third string quarterback that they're having to go with this week. Was it Hodges? Hodges has to be the quarterback. So, and which, by the way, listen, that's going to affect everybody. Connor's going to go down. Uh, Juju's numbers are going to go down. Everybody's numbers are going to fucking take a turd shit. The one guy that I like in Pittsburgh this week is, is, uh, Vance McDonald. I think Vance Vance McDonald is going to be the safety blanket, and I like Vance McDonald to actually have a good game in this one. In fact, I probably should have gone with him over Jason Witten, but with Hodge throwing the ball, I just couldn't do it. At least Jason Witten will be catching it from Dak, so I went with that. I'll trade you Juju for that mustache. Hey, the stash makes cash, baby. The stash makes cash. Uh, (laughs) So I will not be trading the stash. The stash does all the work for me. Uh, and Scott Berman says he would trade Juju. A lot of people are trying to trade Juju right now. But listen, uh, you know, maybe it's a good trade. I don't know what the, when what's-his-name is coming back. It looks like, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger isn't. Mason Rudolph, I mean, he comes back. But, I mean, what'd you get, Mason Rudolph? It's not like he's Big Ben. So, <laughs> thank you, Brian. Um, so, yeah, if you can unload Juju, because I just don't think Juju's going to have the year that you drafted him to have. But that's been the case with a lot of guys. Mike Evans has been that way. DeAndre Hopkins so far has been that way. You know, uh, OBJ has been that way. A lot of these top brand names, which is also one of the reasons I never draft a wide receiver in the first round. I just don't do it because they tend to be bigger disappointments because they are actually dependent on the performance of the quarterback, whereas a running back just hand him the fucking ball. He's more dependent on the offensive line and touches. So long as he gets the opportunity of running, you know, so you're really just betting on who's in position to get a ton of opportunity. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, yeah, if you can trade Juju, unload him. He, he's literally bad Juju. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That one was stupid. I'm a little hungover. 
<laughs> and I got two more shows tonight and then one tomorrow, but I'm ready to go. Um, let's keep going with this. Uh, Dallas at New, New York Jets. Again, this is a different New York Jets than everyone else has gotten to play. This is a New York Jets that's, that's chomping at the bit to get the real quarterback back and actually play the schemes that they want to play. And unfortunately, Dallas is going to see that. Now, luckily, Dallas's defense has been playing very, very well, but they're, they're going to be in, the, in New York, which I think the temperature may have dropped in New York this week. And if that's the case, that might have some effect on this game. But it's really up to Dallas. The whole thing is up to Dallas. And at the end of the day, Dallas needs to, it needs to be a big day for Zeke, and it needs to be a big day for Le'Veon Bell. But I'll tell you, I, I, I'm just I'm saying it right now. Don't be surprised if Robbie Anderson finally has a good game. But I expect Jamison Crowder to be valuable. If you have Jamison Crowder, I think he's a strong flex option. I like him this week. Um, and it'll be interesting to see... Um, Yes, Crowder in PPR resurrected. Exactly. I think he's he's uh, Crowder is back now. Again, we're going to we're going to see a very different Jets team than everybody else got to go and beat up on. And of course, they get healthy on Dallas week. So we'll see how that goes. Again, on Dallas, they got to run Zeke, run Zeke, run Zeke, run Zeke. And that'll open up Amari. That opens up everything else. And listen, I'm playing the Jets rush. The Jets defense is actually pretty good. And if they put the heat on him, looking for Jason Witten to be that outlet. Tennessee at Denver. Listen, my boy, my sweet baby Derrick Henry. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's saying shit. But Derrick Henry has been having a great season. He's the number five overall running back right now. He's been he's and nobody talks about him because he doesn't catch a lot of passes. And and the rest of the Tennessee offense is atrocious. But Denver has been pretty atrocious too. But they seem to kind of starting to maybe find the chemistry, particularly with Cortland Sutton, which sucks because I'm an Emmanuel. Sanders owner, but it seems like Flacco and Sutton are beginning to get it together. Now you get Sutton, uh, and Lindsay is starting to run like Lindsay of 2018. We're starting to see Lindsay 2018 become 2019, and and he's looking real good. And it, but he don't expect Lindsay or Freeman to have a great day because the Tennessee defense is fucking good, and they're great against the run. If anyone's going to have a good day, it's probably going to be Cortland Sutton. And on the Tennessee side of the ball. The guy that's really, I expect Derrick Henry to go off. And I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it right now. Derrick Henry, 200 yards, three scores. Uh, <laughs> in my dreams. Oh, please let it be true. But I really think this is a, this, this has pretend, this is the game, has the game potential for Derrick Henry to absolutely ball out. Pittsburgh at the Chargers. Uh, listen, like I said, third string, uh, Pittsburgh's in real trouble. I mean, they have a decent defense, but ultimately I think the Chargers are just going to have the ball a lot. Really, the Chargers' defense, I think, will be second only to the New England defense in this year's final stand, uh, this week's final standings of the defenses. And of course, Chargers play both, definitely play Eckler. I, I think you can also play Melvin Gordon. I think Melvin Gordon gets loose on this one. I think he begins to show you, uh, what he's made of. Um, I, you're exactly right, Scott Berman. I wish. Um, so the Pittsburgh defense, you know, uh, they're going to be they're going to have their hands full all day. I, you know, uh, play, you know, and Hunter Henry might be coming back. And if Hunter Henry plays, I don't he might not be playing this week, but he will be coming back soon. Uh, so he's rosterable. If you could say if he's available, go out and get him and stash him because, you know, if he comes back, he'll have some value. It's too bad he can't play this week because he would feast this week. But of course, it should be a very nice Keenan Allen day. Again, Scott Berman, everything's coming up Berman for you this week, which is great. Hey, man, listen, some weeks are like that. I 
had a good week last week, and this week uh, I'm staring at this. I'm staring at Garbage Town. Detroit at Green Bay, we've talked about this game already multiple, multiple times. Monday night, I think the Green Bay defense has their way with Detroit. I think they shut, I don't, you know, I I don't like, I think they shut down Matt Stafford. I think they shut down, well, I think they really shut down on Johnson. That's why I think they really shut down. And I think they forced Matt Stafford to throw the ball, which as we know, garbage point, garbage time points count. And that might be where Matt Stafford ends up going from like 11 points the whole game to like 23 at the end of the game. Gina, how are you? Welcome to the show. Talking fantasy football. Uh, on the Green Bay side of the ball, I expect another big day from Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, Lions for the upset win. Uh, on what planet? You're out of your mind. Aaron Jones should have a very nice day. Uh, Devontae Adams is out. And so this brings up the crapshoot that is the receivers in Green Bay. And listen, I'm not going to tell you to play MVS. I'm not going to tell you to play Gian- Geronimo Allison. One of them will be playable. No one knows who's it's going to be. So uh, I wouldn't, I, I would try to stay away from those receivers, but they're, they're going to run the ball in them quite a bit, I think. So that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, I don't really, you know, there's no lineup conundrums for me. I'm playing the best players that I got and hoping for the best. I don't have great matchups. There's only one team that I really, I feel like I've got a, a real solid in my uh, Comedians League. I think I got a real good, I think that probably, I should win that one. I think the matchups are in my favor. But listen, you know, sometimes like last week, I was supposed to lose, but Gallman came out and got injured, you know, right out of the gate, and that wiped out of the game, and that left the opportunity for me to win that game. So you never know what's going to happen. That's why they play the game. That's why I love watching. This has been, oh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, follow me on uh, Instagram, both Greg Romero Wilson and Fantasy Football Harsh Reality, FFHR Podcast, at FFHR Podcast. Guys, so much fun. Listen, have a great, good luck with your games tomorrow. Scott, I hope you lose.